the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob, 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. Happy Monday to you, so to speak. It's kind of funny when you're younger, when you're in your 20s, that whole Monday work myth, it doesn't quite feel, eh, it's no big deal going back to work, but as you start to age a little bit, man, you really do regret and hate Mondays. They come just a little bit too fast uh, of a fast weekend. Holy mackerel, I could use another day, but eh, not going to get it. Anyway, we, we got a fun show, I, or we, <laughs> listen to me, I'm such a moron at times. I've got a good show planned for you today. There's a lot of good content out there. There's a lot of good financial information out there for you today. Uh, we could talk about anything that you want to talk about. Don't be shy with phone calls. The calls really make the show. I'm adamant about this. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. If you're out of the area, you can call 415-322-9101. That's 415-322-9101. And what I mean by out of the area is the show comes from the Bay Area, Northern California. I moved from the East Coast, Northern California, some eight plus years ago, nine years ago. Um, so a large part of my life now, I'm, I've been a Californian and it's kind of an odd thing to think of because I've always seen myself as an outsider. And what I mean by that is I've got the East coast sensibilities. I work really hard and I'm politically incorrect. Uh, but the working really hard helps you because I do a lot of the information. I find a lot of the financial uh, data for you so that you don't ultimately have to. If you have any question, college planning, how to invest 401ks, credit issues, bring it on. Bring it on. 800-345-5639. I'll give you my best second opinion, all things considered. Um, anything is on limits. Now, today, the opening bell chimes and Wall Street climbed on European data and energy data, energy stocks. So BP falls another 10% today on dividend worries. Again, nothing really happened over the weekend. Uh, there's been a little bit of, I would say... Uh, getting ready for the dance, a little bit of, of prepping, of, of making sure you're where you want to be. President Barack Obama is going to talk to the United States government, uh, talk to the people of the, the country tomorrow, and he's going to, you know, use words of anger. He's going to come out pretty strong. And, you know, the BP fund uh, in lieu of a dividend, so you're seeing BP get a little bit hit harder again today. A lot of PR bad news. Now, again, if you if you look at it, the company's lost some fifty billion dollars in market cap of what even the most pessimistic analyst would say is about ten billion dollars damage. So the stock has a lot of value, but it could be a trap because we don't know if they're ever going to get their act together. We don't know if you know a great white whale, uh, a great white shark uh, shows up on the beaches of Louisiana all dead. They're making public outrage, public outrage, kill them, you know, take the take BP to the, the, the tasks, so to speak. We don't know. There's still some headline risk there or some PR risk, to say the least. 
So six-week slide in gasoline prices is starting to end. So enjoy your cheap gas for now. And back to the whole British Petroleum thing. We, we have a bit of a problem. President Barack Obama is going to talk about it tomorrow night to the nation where we're angry. We're angry and, and we're damaged because of this company. It's hurt the Gulf of, Amer- of, of, the Gulf of Mexico. It's hurt the wildlife. It's hurt the, 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 the fishermen. So BP said they're going to pay and they're going to pay for it all, right? But we don't know what all of it means. For instance, we want cheap gas in the United States, but how do we get that? Companies like BP drilling in the Gulf. That's how we get it. It's right there in the Gulf. It can be refined right there in the Gulf. It's closer than shipping it across the, across the world from Saudi Arabia. We have it right there. We want the cheap gas. So we want BP to pay for everything. We want the United States to government to catch this before it becomes a problem. But we don't really want that because to catch it before it happens, we'd have to raise taxes. We'd have to increase someone's oversight committee. Someone would have to be a regulator in charge of that. So we'd have to raise taxes on the Americans or we'd have to do something like that. Um, so, so we don't want to really raise taxes. We want the cheap gasoline. So we want them there, but we don't really want them there because we're not willing to pay for more expensive gas. It's a very big problem. And, I, you know, President Barack Obama, you know, one of the biggest funders of the, the tax coffers of the United States government is the oil companies. So he's got a bit of a problem because he doesn't want to punish them too much to the point that their, their, their dollars go away. It's, it's an issue. And for like British Petroleum, where does the damage claim stop? We all know that the fisherman in Louisiana is going to be made whole. He's not going to have a good catch or a good haul this year. We know that. We're going to go back to the last three years. We're going to say your average paycheck was blah, blah, blah. Here you go. BP will cut a check for that. Not a problem. Done in an instant. But how about the the people in Alaska? There's some deep sea drilling oil platforms in Alaska that have been shut down. Barack Obama said, you know, we're going to put a moratorium for at least the next six months on deep sea oil drilling. So the guy in Alaska lost his job because BP screwed up. So does BP pay the guy in Alaska? Or how about the guy in the Gulf who's got a a lovely retirement home that suddenly has oily seabirds on it? And he's been renting out. So this whole summer, his his rental's gone. His home value is down 10, 20, 30, 40, 50%. People will say, you know what? I'd rather buy a home in California to retire in. Or I'd rather buy a home somewhere else in the world than on the Gulf of Mexico because when I'm retired, I don't want to be walking down the coastline with my sugar bugger and, and have you know these dirty swans uh, everywhere. So the damage, how concrete is it and how quantifiable is it? It's a bizarre, bizarre world we live in. So European equities kind of had a recovery mode today, global stock market recovery based on some recovery fundamentals that are in place. We're seeing some industrial production out of Europe stronger than expected. Keep in mind, Europe's a play that, you know, Greece is going to hell in a handbasket. That's going to derail everything in Europe. Well, so far, not really. So we're seeing the dollar, the euro rally against the dollar today. There's an economic-induced optimism out there. It's called a risk trade. Uh, Crude oil prices have rebounded. So traditionally, trading in the comfortable $70 level, but you got a little bit of a rising appetite for risk out there, and that's pushing oil higher and copper higher. Um, so there's some good news out there. There's some upgrades and downgrades on Wall Street today that have, are of note. Pulte Homes, they got upgraded to a buy. That's interesting because our home builders, not exactly the strength of our economy right now. So for that upgrade, I'd like to read it. I'd like to learn a little bit more about it. There's a company called ArcelorMittal. They're upgraded to a buy. That's a steel company. There's a uh, Ford recently released numbers that they're selling large amounts of trucks. Trucks are doing incredibly well in their sales department right now. 
Now, what's interesting to note about that is trucks are doing well. What's that mean? I'm going to give you a second. Who buys trucks? Who buys big trucks? Well, typically, it tends to be the contractor, the guy who swings a hammer for a living. So if trucks are doing well for Ford, it's telling you that the contractors very likely are seeing an improving economy or are more confident that they got some jobs coming down their way, that they're pushing their, their money out into the, the trucks. So does that make sense to you? That sometimes those car numbers we look at and you go, eh, okay, I get the guy in Michigan has a job. I, I see the, the, the job numbers tied towards new car sales. But there's so much more like truck sales tell you a little bit about construction. Um, overall, car sales tells you a little bit about how like satellite radio is going to do or not do. There's, there's little twists and little turns. Speaking of twists and turns, something cool is happening in L.A. today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And what it's going to be tied towards is E3. It's in Los Angeles, and it's video gamers. And it's interesting to note, I grew up playing video games, so I keep an eye on it. I keep an eye on it. I keep a weary eye on it. And we've heard about Project Natal for Microsoft and how it's going to be this motion-sensing technology. It's kind of like the Wii, but much, much, much more hardcore as far as the motion-sensing goes. And it's going to be a, a, attached to the Xbox 360. They've, they've come out with a name. They've announced it. They announced it at a big party last night, and they're going to you know, push it all through E3 today and all through the next couple of days. The new console is called Connect. Connect. Now, it's like kinetic energy, so it's K-I-N-E-C-T. And this is ultimately capable of, of, as a peripheral, of adding another 300 to $400 million to Microsoft's revenue in the fourth quarter of this year for the holiday season. Now, what I'm going to be paying attention to is, for instance, I don't have a Microsoft 360, Xbox 360. I don't. Do you know why? Because the last Xbox, to me, was kind of intimidating. Those joysticks have 14 buttons on it. I grew up with a joystick that was a stick, a square, and one button. So I can't really fathom 14 different buttons. So for Microsoft to come out with something that, you know, instead of doing a karate chop, Hit red button, yellow button, square button, red button twice. All you got to do is move your your hand in a karate chop motion, and it'll karate chop the person. So this is going to be pretty big. Now, how many titles come out of this for Activision or Electronic Arts? It could be a huge play on you know uh, their sales. So the average video gamer now, how old do you think the average video gamer is? Average video gamer is thirty four years old. So the most frequent game purchaser is forty. And that's old enough to remember the days of Atari. Half of the gamers are between 18 and 49. So the age range is there. It's a huge demographic. More than a quarter of the gaming population who plays video games. 25% of the people who play video games are over the age of 50. So that percentage has jumped about 7% in the last five years. Largely part due to the Nintendo. You know, if you can get Grandma bowling on the Nintendo Wii, oh, what great fun, right? What's even more interesting when you start looking at the data is, you know, giving senior citizens a social activity is great. But inside this data, 48% of parents play video games with their kids at least once a week. 67% of American homes either own a console like 360 or the PlayStation 3 or the Wii. That's a stunning number. 67% of American homes own something to play video games on. So World of Warcraft, Bejeweled. PC gamers are in this, 360, PlayStation 3. Uh, what percentage of video gamers are women? Now, for the record, the perfect woman plays video games. 
the perfect woman has to play video games. If she doesn't, or she at least appreciates her man playing video games. 40% of all gamers are women. 40%. So it's 60% men, 40% women. So that's huge. And it's, it's a, a larger portion. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black and your money. I got open phone lines. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. 800-345-5639 or 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. You know, I, I talk about Wall Street on a regular basis here. I tend to blend in a little bit of technology with a little bit of medical information with a little bit of how to get wealthy. You know, there's myths out there on how to do it. You know, one of the biggest myths, I think, is that you get wealthy by taking a lot of risk. You know, there's commercials, you know, gold commercials, you know, buy this gold stock and you'll make millions of dollars. There's, There's so much bad information out there. And it's humbling. There's information from people who just want to get your money and get a transaction from you. That's something you don't realize that, for instance, on this very station, on every station on the radio, you'll hear commercials that are along the lines of, did you suffer in the stock market? It's down, blah, blah. But they're like, do business with me. And you don't know if they did well in the down market or not. And the truth is, according to Fidelity, if you invested every two weeks in the last 10 years, you came out significantly ahead. You're up. But you have to invest in the down markets. You can't say selectively, ooh, I'm scared. You can't get out of the markets. You can't. You can't. You, you have to stay in the markets. For the markets to work for you, it's 40 years of a commitment. That's a pretty big commitment for you and me. Now, for some of us who start late, maybe it's 30 years of a commitment. For some of us who start really late, maybe it's 20 years of a commitment. It is not a game for the short term. It's, it's, you can't be a fair weather fan. It just ain't going to work out for you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I'm stunned when I look around and I see what the cost of living has done to me and my paycheck. I'm stunned to look around and think, I never thought I would see the day when that would happen. For instance, state of California is hurting, right? Every state's hurting. The state of New York may shut down their government branches for who knows how long, because they don't have a budget approved. Now, there's a couple ways we can handle these kind of scenarios. And, you know, we could say, well, we're only going to keep the DMV open for four days a week, or we're going to take the first Friday off of the month. You notice when they did that, no one cared. The people who worked at the DMV cared, but you and me, we kind of adjusted. So we could downsize our government if we really, really want to. And if the people who work at the DMV, they don't like it, go get another job. Quit. Stop moaning and groaning and bitching and whining. Things change. They change for me in the private sector. They change for you in the public sector. 
Now, here's an area that changed that just it kind of honestly freaks me out a little bit. I don't know about you. Motorists who have been in an accident, they could be charged a hefty price by the fire department to clean up the debris left behind. Now, some accidents are caused by the other person. Some accidents are caused by you. Some accidents are considered no fault, even though we both know the other person was, was behind it, right? So this is something I never saw coming in my life, that our states and our cities would start charging us for the services that we pay taxes for. So we're getting hit twice. We we pay taxes to the city of San Francisco. We pay taxes to the city of San Carlos. Our sales tax in the county, 9.5%, pays for the fire department. So when you hear that the fire department's now going to charge you $240 if they have to come and clean up your, your wreck. Now, if it's two fire department vehicles, and what's a fire department vehicle? Is it is it is it the chief coming by in his SUV or is it the fire truck? How come I think the chief coming by in his SUV is going to get charged to you as well at times? That's $498. It's $1,600 now if you need an ambulance transportation. Year over year, that's up 184 bucks. So you get into a car accident, ambulance comes out, takes you to the hospital. The city is going to charge you $1,600 for that. I thought those were services included in our taxes or $31 per mile for ambulance transportation. Can you imagine being out on the coast of California and getting into uh, an accident now and, and being helicoptered? Even, even though you may not need it, the ambulance shows up and they say, oh, bring in the helicopter. We're going to make $25,000 off this car accident. I don't know. For some reason, I, it, it conflicts with me. It conflicts with me. And I don't like it. I understand it. Our firefighters are the salt of the earth. Our teachers are the salt of the earth. Our police department, fantastic people. They keep us relatively safe. For every bad apple, there's 150 great apples in, in those organizations. Um, but it just it strikes my senses as I don't like it. I, I kind of wish that Newsom would figure out other places to, to make money. Uh, off tourism, I, I don't care cut services, but to be charged for an ambulance ride or be charged for the fire department to come out, cut our taxes if you want to do that. If you, if you want to be fair, you know, cut our, like for instance, I pay taxes for the school system even though I don't have a kid in the school. So let's start doing a per usage tax, uh, fee. I mean, this is a per usage fee. Every time you use the fire department, you're going to get charged for it. I'd rather have that than taxes. I'd much rather have that than taxes. I don't like this, the system being both ways. What do you feel? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If I'm an idiot, call me up and say, Rob, you're an idiot. Here's what you're missing on this. People who abuse the system. Whatever. 800-345-5639 or 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. Now, I want to talk about a couple of the myths out there in money because I want most of you to get a 401k and max it out. You don't pay federal taxes on it, and I think that's a good thing. So it defers that tax. But there's a lot of myths out there like asset allocation is going to protect you from a, a down market. You know what? My 401k got hit bad in 2008. It recovered in 2009, but it got hit bad in 2008. Asset allocation, it's all about identifying fundamentally different asset classes. Now, what are the asset classes? I tell you to collect wealth. They're stocks. They're bonds. They're real estate investment trust, their income, portfolios. So asset allocation, not always going to protect you. Sometimes deciding how much of each of these will give you more protection, like if you own more bonds, 
in a down stock market, you're going to probably do pretty well. If you own more real estate investment trust in an up real estate cycle, you're probably going to do pretty well. From 92 to 2004, I made money hand over fist in real estate investment trust. Since then, not so much. So it's been a little bit of a problem. Now, the goal of asset allocation should be twofold. It should give you long-term risk and return expectation for your portfolio to reduce the probability of a big loss along the way. I own some bonds. I'm not proud of it. I feel that I'm too young for bonds. To me, bonds are like a one-piece bathing suit. I don't want to be that person in the one-piece bathing suit. I still want to cling to the bikini. I, I still want to cling to the two-piece. Or I don't want to admit, like, hey, I can no longer pull this off, and I'm going to cover everything up. And Or the, the one-piece with the wrap so that it covers your legs. Men know what that's all about. And you got some chunky thighs, and you're trying to hide it. We know. We know. You got a little cottage cheese on the, the buttocks that we you don't want us to see. So to me, asset allocation, I want to be sexy. But you know what? Sometimes it's functional to have some bonds. Independent risk can be overwhelmed, though, by larger global economic risk. So sometimes everything goes down. Everything went down in 87. Everything went down in 94. Everything went down in 2008. Everything. So there's in 1998, there was something called this, the Asian flu. And there was just a de-risking. People said, you know what? Stocks are too expensive for me. Bonds are too expensive for me. REITs are too expensive for me. So I'm out. I'm taking a little bit of a breather. <sighs> And that sometimes that'll happen. So that's one of the biggest myths out there, that if you have enough bonds that you're going to be protected in a down market, or if you have enough stocks, you're going to get super wealthy super fast. Sometimes that doesn't quite work. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Coming up, I'm going to take a look at South Africa as an investment idea. We know the World Cup's going on there. The U.S. got a great result against England. We got hurt when Slovenia won. Slovenia is a, a nation of 2 million people. We kind of wanted them to get skunked and, and goose egg during the tournament. Now we got to beat Slovenia, and all they got to do is tie us. It's a totally different way of looking at the game. So anyway, we'll talk a little World Cup, and we'll talk a little investing in Africa. You look at Africa, you see huge opportunities, like you did probably in China 10, 15, 20 years ago. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Hey, everybody. I love you. <laughs> I'm turning soft. I fear that I'm going to die, so I have to be kind and make, make good for all the meanness that I've thrown out there. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about. Again, I think the big thing that's pissing me off today is seeing that the city of San Francisco is going to charge us for ambulance services. $1,600 every time we use them. They're going to charge us every time the fire department comes out and cleans up a vehicle. And I get it. There's a lot of toxic stuff there. There's stuff that needs to be picked up. I get it. Someone's doing the work. But also I see that our taxes pay these people. And... I'm just, and if you're listening to a fire department right now, give me a call and tell me why I'm wrong. I mean, I, or not why I'm wrong, just help me lose my confusion. This is one of those times where I'm dazed and hazed, and um, I just, I feel like I'm, I've been hit, and I just can't quite figure it out. 800-345-5639, it's 800-345-5639. Tomorrow night, President Barack Obama's going to bash British Petroleum. He's going to talk to the nation at 5 o'clock our time, 8 o'clock East Coast. So he's actually going to interrupt television viewing prime time on the East Coast to basically bash BP. What do you think that's going to do to the stock of BP tomorrow? 
Good question. Maybe it puts in a bottom. Maybe that's the time to buy. When you know, you're the world's number one hated company in the world, maybe that's the buying opportunity. Let's go to Dave on the coast of Maui. How are you, Dave? Hi. Um, can you hear me? I can. I got a busy signal on my end. Yeah, I can hear that. That's kind of goofy, but I can hear you. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I just wanted to say, well, I'm going to have to call with my regrets as I'm stuck here till Friday. Ah, you're so. talking about my big meet and greet tomorrow from 5 to 7 at Kimball's in the East Bay out by Jack London Square. This is correct. No can, as they say in the islands. Now, you're killing me, Dave, because you're on the coast of Maui. Why would you want to possibly hang out with a white, puffy guy who's got an incredible brain of knowledge on financial issues? But you're in Maui. Well, I'll tell you, Rob, I've been listening since 04, and you're helping me to make money in my very limited GSP plan. Uh, as a matter of fact, before I left, I caught the 1055 low on the S&P and made a 15% buy. Well, you're very kind to give me any sort of credit for that, and I give you the credit for it. I'm just, I'm out there giving you some ideas and some second opinions, but you're taking advantage of it. Are you are you vacationing on the coast of Maui, or are you uh, oh, yeah. doing yeah, business? We're just here for the week, you know. Trying to stimulate the, the economy. We do our, our, my family five does our little part. And what part of Maui are you on? Are you on the, are you near? Well, right now I'm on the coast of Waialea, and I'm overlooking Molokini, the little volcano that sticks up and everybody goes snorkeling at. Okay. So, so well, you know. So you're on, the... uh, Wednesday, I think we'll go over to uh, Hana. Okay. Rob Black Trivia, the Hana Hotel. I've, I've stayed at the Hana Hotel. That is pretty good trivia. How did you know that? Because I called last year. <laughs> it's one of my, it's my, one of my favorite hotels on the planet, Hotel Hana. So thanks for the call, Dave. Enjoy Maui. Hey, okay, man. Aloha. Aloha to you. I hate him. <laughs> I only hate him not because it's because I'm not there. It's because I'm not there. That's why I'm angry. But you know, one area that I am mentally at right now is the World Cup. I don't know. I enjoy the soccer nation. I get it. I enjoyed watching Germany trounce Australia. And again, the thing that I like about it, it's a whole nation against another whole nation. It's like going to war. But you're going to war with soccer. That's pretty cool. So the World Cup, it's beginning. And the South African nation, if you watch a little bit of it, what you're going to see is, you know, there's some some marvelous history there. There's some marvelous sacrifices that Africans made to get their freedom. Marvelous sacrifice. It's amazing. Like tear jerking, 18 to 20 years in prison. So that today, blacks can walk alongside of whites. So they can go to the same schools, so they can get the same education, so that they don't, so they can have the same different opinions and say it out loud. There's great stories there, but the one that I want to talk about is South African government's economic system, and to a high degree, the government interference in many ways it's still there, like it was there 10, 20, 30 years ago with apartheid. Unemployment in South Africa hits 25 percent. That's the highest in the world. A lot of citizens rely on social aid from the government. Clearly, when you're 25 percent unemployed. Fighting inflation is a huge priority, even as the inflation rate's fallen from 13.7%. Their inflation rate is 13.7%. You know, now it's, it's, it, it can range from 5 to 10%. You know, it's, it's, it's bouncy. You know why it's bouncy? It's bouncy because it's, it's such a raw new economy. The average South African makes less than $2 per day. In South Africa, there's a staggering 
How many, what percentage of South Africa do you think is, is infected with HIV? What percentage? Do you think it's 5%, 10%? It's 18%. That's one in five almost. Like, take a look around your office right now. Take a look around Hotel Hana. Take a look around wherever you are. One in five people in South Africa destroyed with HIV. Now, one half of the economy of South Africa is a developed country. The other half is the bare minimum. Now, that's, again, the whites versus the black. Now, this uneven distribution that's led to a huge income gap there. Now, the primary drivers of growth in South Africa include services, mining, and agriculture. So you got a diversified list of countries who are importers. South Africa's economy will experience a slowdown if the demand of commodities falls in the world. So the United States, Japan, Germany, and China, they all provide foreign exchange inflows in the South African economy, basically importing South Africa's resources. We like your gold. We like your oil. So with nearly one-third of their GDP coming from industry, South Africa has been blessed with a large amount of natural resources. They've got basically 90% 90 of the known platinum in the world comes from there. 40% of the world's gold, 80% of the globe's manganese, as well as large supplies of diamonds and coal. Now, in the past decade, platinum has overtaken gold as the country's largest earner of foreign reserves. Now, last year, China replaced the United States as South Africa's biggest trade partner. They injected over $7 billion in investments into the South African economy. So it's interesting to note, if you want to play the South African economy, if you're to sit there and say, I look at this poverty and I think down the road, we're probably going to send the manufacturing jobs in China to South Africa. Is that your argument? I don't know. Could be, right? You could make that argument. I just told you the average South African makes $2 a day. So technically speaking, there's a, there's a an ETF that you can pick up to get South Africa. It's Morgan Stanley Country Index. It's EZA. Now, if you look at the last five years, it's gone from 40 to 60. So it's up 50% in the last five years, which isn't bad. Again, I'm not going to you know knock that. It's, it's had a period where it lost some, and it had some period where it outperformed. So if you averaged into it, you probably did pretty good. But to pick up South Africa, you're picking up Anglo Platinum. You're picking up Anglo Gold. These are publicly traded companies. You're picking up Sandlam and Cecil Oil and Standard Bank, and you're picking up Goldfields American Depository Receipts. So if you want to play Africa and you look around and say, you know, maybe there's something going on there. You know, maybe this World Cup will show that South Africa is ready as a nation to be a trade partner with the world. I don't know. I own no South Africa. I don't want to own any South Africa. But because the World Cup's going on in South Africa, I thought I would educate you that there is an investment there. And again, 90% of the world's platinum right there in South Africa. So you can get it. You can get like, oftentimes I'll say something silly on the show. I'll say, I love Canada because they've got gold, they've got oil, they've got sexy women, and they got hockey. Well, Africa's got resources. We love African resources, South African resources. 800-345-5639 to get your calls near. It's 800-345-5639. Someone called from Maui. Doesn't that make you feel lazy? Someone's on vacation calling the show Spreading Love. That I'm going to be at Kimball's tomorrow from 5 to 7. Absolutely, positively informal meet and greet. Grab a beer, play some pool. I'm not buying you beer. I'm not buying you pool. I'm just going to be there and, and shake your hands. I'll bring some stock ideas. Bring your portfolio. I'll take a look at it. Be nice to me. Don't hit me with a Nerf bat. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your money. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. 
You're listening to Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls there. Don't forget tomorrow night I'm gonna stop by for a couple hours. Kimball's on the East Bay, Jack London Square. It's a pool hall. It's kind of a meet and greet. It's absolutely positively not endorsed by Clear Channel. But it's a good way for me to, you know, pound the flesh and get to know you and vice versa. And again, it's just it's social, it's nice, it's kind, it's not gonna change the world. I'll bring a list of a hundred stocks, not a hundred stocks, but uh, stocks that you can own for the next 100 years. So if I get around to actually printing up that list, which I should, let's go to Rick in Belmont, 800-345-5639. Rick, how are you? Ricky. He sounds like a dial tone. He's an alien from another planet who speaks in tones. Meep. That was him. 800-345-5639. He couldn't wait through the commercial breaks. That two minutes was killing him. It was killing him, I say. Let's take a quick look at the stock market, shall we? Um, last segment, I told you a little bit about an ETF, an exchange-traded fund tied towards South Africa. Again, consult a broker advisor before taking action on any any updates. Um, you know, I, I saw a story today that's it's compelling. Dow's up 75, NASDAQ up 25, S&P 500 up 9. It was the Sarah Lee CEO. And what happened here is she had a stroke. Brenda Barnes is recovering from a stroke that you know prompted her to abruptly take a medical leave last month. The comments, you know, that she came out and said, you know, here's the details of it. So she's been gone since May 14th. Shares actually rose because people are like, hey, now we know what happened. Sarah Lee baked products and Jimmy Dean sausage. It's been a bad day for Sarah Lee. Not only does she announce that the CEO announced that she's had a stroke, but Jimmy Dean's dead. The guy from the commercial on Jimmy Dean sausages, he's dead. My thought, we should make him into a sausage and eat him. Wouldn't that be the perfect, like the guy who was the guy who invented the lazy chair, the lazy boy, he was actually buried in a lazy boy. I love that. Shouldn't the Jimmy Dean sausage guy be actually made into sausage? Seems appropriate to me. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Rick in Belmont. Rick. Now I'm getting some, some pulses. It's, it's Monday. I'm telling you, it's, it's, I got a case of the moon days. Um, it's, it's those damn paid shows that work on the weekend. First and foremost, they take our ratings to zero. They're paid infomercials. Hate them. But then they come in here and they mess with our dials and they got the big fat fingers and, and we can't fix uh, what they, they ultimately undo. So I, I give up on him. I give up on Rick. Let's talk a little bit about a, a stock. No, no, let's not talk about a stock. Let's talk about the greatest stock picker of all time. Man named Warren Buffet. Warren Buffet. He got a winning bid. He's the Oracle of Omaha. He does an annual charity lunch uh, auction. It went for $2.6 million. Can you imagine paying $2.6 million to have lunch with somebody? Now, not only that, but you get to take seven of your friends. The bidding started last Sunday at $25,000, and it was done on eBay. Uh, the, the lunch is going to be at Smith & Walensky Steakhouse in Manhattan at a mutually agreed time and date to be determined by Mr. Buffet and his winning bidder. Now, the charity lunch auction is the largest ever single auction for charity that's been sold on eBay in the last 15 years for eBay's history. Now, the previous record for the charity lunch was uh, $2.11 million in 2008. A guy named Zhao Danyang of Hong Kong won. Last year, a group led by Courtney Wolf paid $1.7 million. So this year, they're back up the $2.63 million. Record number. Now, what's nice to note about this is Warren Buffett 
gives the benefits to the Glide Foundation, which is right here in San Francisco. So it's one of those stories that, that plays out in our own backyard, which is kind of nice. And the Glide Foundation provides services to poor and homeless people in San Francisco. And it was one of the favorite charities of Warren Buffett's first wife. So it's kind of nice to see all things considered. Um, you know, hey, if I could raise that kind of money, I would. I've raised slightly under a million dollars for charity in 15 plus years. He's able to pull in 2.6 million in one week. So me versus Buffett, Buffett wins. And rock, paper, scissors, Buffett beats black. Now Heidi's put on her headphones and she's here to give us a report of some sort, I believe. What do you have for us? Ms. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, the first thing I want to say is if you have a crappy phone, please don't call us. Okay. Because it's really annoying. Okay. Um, make sure that you either on a landline or you have a good quality cell phone that's not going to drop your calls. Thank now, you. Now, Ricky and Corey, the, the douche management clear channel. Um, I love them. <laughs> they say a bad call is bad radio. Is talking about a bad call bad radio? I don't know, but I'm putting it out there to all y'all. Okay. okay. All y'all. All y'all. You going Southern on me for a second here? <laughs> I, when I Apparently when I get angry, my, my Southern roots come out. Yeah. Do you want to go get some Popeye's chicken for lunch? <laughs> sure. Okay. So I don't eat chicken, but sure. That's right. You don't eat. How about some chicken skin? Just the skin of the chicken. You don't actually have to eat the chicken. Good Lord. I, if anything would convert me from being a vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, it'd be chicken skin. What is it? Like What's up with fried, that? Fried, crispy, salty, greasy Chicken skin. And you like it, huh? Oh, and bacon? bacon? Good Lord. You love bacon? Those are the things that will turn me. Absolutely. Now, do you eat any of that crap vegetarian faux bacon stuff? I eat fake sausage a lot. Really? Yeah. Chicken skin. Do you think you and I should start a restaurant that just sells chicken skin? Perhaps. No. I think that it would do well in this do. obese society. Yeah, it would chicken do well. Chicken skin and bacon. We got two things on the menu. Which one do you want? Or you can get both. Three things. It'd be a combo. Wrapped bacon wrapped chicken skin. A combo meal. I'd like, for instance, we can give away like diabetes testing kits. Is as, as <laughs> <laughs> Like the, the prize in the happy meal? Exactly. Like yeah. a happy meal. So a little diabetic uh, sugar glucose monitoring thing. Anyway. Do you want to do an email? We can do an email. Okay. Um, so we're going to start off with um, this guy. You didn't include his name. No. I took it out to protect him. This is a mystery. I have a little tune. Is this our email tune? All right. Y'all are missing this. Heidi's dancing. So here we go. This says, Dear Rob. Yes. I really screwed up. I decided I wanted to go to a private college, and I'm now saddled with $145,000 in private student loans and $30,000 in federal student loans. Okay, what? That's $175,000. Right. Okay, I'm nauseous. I'm working on my You're master's. actually nauseated. Yeah. Nauseous, nauseous would make me oh. nauseated. Oh, thank you. You actually used the term incorrectly. I know, I, I'm gathering that by so what you're telling like me. It's like toxic versus intoxicated. See? I've there been you schooled. Go. You've been schooled. Go ahead. Okay. I'm working on my master's degree and I'm about to have a child. I'm looking at payment options for when I graduate, and I'm very scared for my family's future. I can't afford to pay $1,000 or more a month in student loans, and I really want to buy a house so my family can have a home. What should I do? Rob, <laughs> teach him a lesson. It's amazing, isn't it? God, I just I think about this email, and it's 145000 in private student loans. And it starts out, well, I went to private college, and $30,000 in federal student loans. If I were to go to a private college, there's two things that I would insist on. I would insist that the alumni is all that in a bucket of chicken skin, i.e. I'm paying for a network in the future. 
and or that the education is so good it's going to get me a six-figure job right out of college. There's no other reason to go to private school. And again, it's like a fraternity. I understand fraternities. Here's what fraternities are. They're basically people who will give you jobs for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Yes, you get to get drunk and, and have sex with women who black out. I get the fun part of the fraternity. But the reality is the fraternity is really about getting jobs. And sorority is really about getting jobs for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Anyway, um, and strike that comment about having sex with women who pass out. I've never done it, never will. But that's what I hear goes on at fraternities. I wasn't part of a fraternity. I refused to pay for friends. And now I pay for it because I can't get a freaking job because I don't have the fraternity brothers. Anyway, let's go back to this person. $175,000. And, you know, the amount of debt you take on, in my opinion, people should never borrow more for an education than you can make in the first year. It's mathematics. It's just that mathematics. $10,000 a month in student loans. Now, I think the options are few. You're not going to own a home anytime soon. You should rent. I would say even go as far as to live with a family member. You typically can't erase student loans in bankruptcy. There's no statute of limitations on the debt. So a bankruptcy judge isn't going to let you wipe that out. So lenders can pursue you until you're dead and even after you're dead on student debt. Well, they can't actually pursue you, but they can pursue the claim. So you got to be able to qualify you know, for forgiveness on student loans. And that's where you're probably going to work at. You know, you can work in the public service job for 10 years and you can have the remaining balance forgiven. So let's say you went to school as an attorney at this private school. Well, maybe you could work as a public defender for 10 years and have it all forgiven after, you know, the 10 years. So maybe. Now, if those who work at other jobs can get forgiveness only after 25 years. There's a good website if you want to find out about debt issues tied towards student loans. It's called FinAid, F-I-N. AID.org, F-I-N-A-I-D.org, and you can search the term loan forgiveness. But again, student loan forgiveness is brutal. It's, it's tough to qualify for. Now, if you only pay the minimum on your federal loans of 175000 you put as much possible towards the private school loans, which have the variable rates and they've got the less flexible repayment options, you're learning basically too late that you're going to be in debt for your whole frigging life. It's a lot like credit cards. Is You're, you're $175,000 in debt. I'm looking at forgiveness or I'm looking at a high paying job or I'm looking at a budget that is so minimal that you could actually pay that down in three to five years because you live at home. Um, I don't know what to say. You know, a guy has on top of that. What the hell were you thinking? You have one hundred seventy five thousand dollars in debt and you got married. What the hell was she thinking? I you know, honestly, I'm going to say this. I'm going to be totally dead serious when I say this. Before you get married, you got to look at the person you're marrying's credit report. It's just like an HIV test in this day and age. You got to find some money compatibility. If one of the two of them is 175, you're marrying into a you're marrying into a lifestyle of poverty. And did you know that going in, or is are they just basically juggling it? And if you bring a kid in the world and you already have 175 thousand dollars in student debt and you don't have a home, I, I think you're I think you should be euthanized. I, I think it's irresponsible. I think that you're going to work for 20 to 25 years of your life, and keep in mind, you only work 40 years of your life. Very few of us get to work 50, 60, 70 years of our life. Very few of us. So I, I question what you were thinking going to a private school unless it's a six-figure job and unless it's a, a great fraternity. Heidi has something to say. Yeah, and my I'm actually on a little bit of an aside. I'm, I am curious what his field of expertise is. Yeah. Um, I actually I have a friend uh, in New York who is getting his Ph.D. in poetry. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Have you told him not to? Is it a he or she? Uh, he. Okay. You know there's no money in that, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. 
Okay, he might be able to get on Showtime and do like some sort of you know hip hop poem or something. I know it's sad. I've tried. Yeah, I think everybody has probably tried to convince him that that's not a good idea. Did chicks dig him? He's married. And what she'd say about this? She encouraged him to do that. That's the most ignorant thing I've ever. Now again, maybe. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Does he want to be a teacher? He does. Okay, so maybe he's going to back into a collegiate job. Yeah, but still, nonetheless, I mean, that's a huge, uh, you know, that's a huge loan that he's going to have to get to pay off for years and years and years. You don't make yeah. that much money as a teacher. You and, know, you don't have tenure yet. All and the PhD transition to professor, it's 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 less guaranteed than it used to be. Yeah. So with that said, do we have headline news around the corner? Or have we got our systems up and going or still no news? Uh, we have no audio today. That's fantastic. Unfortunately. That's fantastic. Can we do like um, Fox News at the top of the hour? Is that there? Sure, we can. Okay, let's do that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls Oh, no, now we can't do it. We passed it. It's on It's on the air right now. You're you're messing with me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like if we were going to take it, we'd have to take it at 11. It's 11. Oh, oh, 30. Can we do a commercial break? We can do a one minute break. <laughs> You put on the headphones. The Dow Jones business news. You are personally ruining the show today. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. What do you think about that story? $175,000 in student loan debt. Married. Is that irresponsible? With a kid. Is that irresponsible? Am I a jerk? Because I think that might be irresponsible. What's your opinion? 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.